Welcome to Crossing Phase, where Christian and Muslim talk religion and politics. I'm Elliot, and I'm here with uh, John, and uh, we are about to play an interview that I captured at the uh, International Religious Freedom Summit uh, with Sam Nagasaka. Sam Nagasaka is the Secretary General of the Public Relations Committee for the Heavenly Parents Holy Community Family Federation for World Peace and Unification, also known as the Unification Church. And um, I was able to get this interview with Sam kind of as, a, as a, a neat little surprise. I wasn't sure exactly what I was getting into. And uh, I just have to say that um, as an evangelical Christian, I have uh, a certain amount of context that I grew up with regarding this particular religious group who we call the Moonies. And um, Which I think is a pejorative term. It's definitely, I'm not sure. it's, yeah, it's a pejorative term. I'm not using it lightly, um, but that is that is how uh, people may have heard of this particular group, and um, so I had my own unavoidable preconceived notions going into the interview. And what I really appreciated about my interview with Sam is uh, hearing his personal story which is really quite dramatic and, and interesting. Um, and just getting a chance to see him as a human being who has gone through great struggle and sacrifice to practice the faith that he believes in. And uh, the other thing that struck me that you'll hear in the interview is the way in which his particular minority religion or minority religious beliefs were persecuted by other uh, religious beliefs within his context that were themselves very much minority beliefs. And it was sort of this kind of poisonous dynamic that we often see more clearly in an intra-faith context and was just happening in a specific interesting way in his context of Japan. My name is Sam Nagasaka. I was born in Sydney, raised in Tokyo and in New York. Uh, my family is pretty much Catholic. And uh, like, you know, my aunt is a nun and they thought I would be a priest, you know, when I was a child. I don't really mean, yeah, something like that. But we're, we're a pretty strong Catholic family, which is very rare in, Jap in Japan. Mm -hmm. Because it's, the whole Christianity is less than 1% of the population. And I joined Unification Church uh, when I was like teenager, 18. And, um, and then I've been with them ever since. And I had a lot of different experiences uh, with different religions. And uh, what would you like to know? What, what, well, I'm curious about you. What, what led you to the Unification Church? And what was your, your story like there? Well, I think I was really in, you know, I was an anchor not anchor boy, outdoor boy in, in the church, you know, and I was, you know, I loved the Pope, and I, of course I loved Jesus, and when I was in college, they brought me to a workshop, and I did, through that, I don't know, series of lectures, I realized, you know, a deeper, I mean, their understanding of the deeper heart of Jesus in terms of how, and also God, on how 
uh, God and Jesus yield humanity and in which level and where we were as humanity and you know what kind of vision that they wanted to and this organization wanted to bring a humanity so that was that was and I, I had some I guess spiritual or really artistic experience with uh, with God and Jesus and I think that really helped, uh, made pulled me over to come into uh, the near religion. So many people think that Unification Church is a religion and, you know, her heretic religion out of Christianity. And it may be in terms of theologies, there are different perspectives, but in my mind, I thought I was just boarding into a, a different mission. And my love for God or Jesus or my concern to the humanity haven't changed, actually became deeper, my connection. So that was my experience in coming into the Unification Church. However, my parents didn't think so. Uh, so what happened was that I think it was the, it was, you know, and it was uh, on my 21st birthday, you know, they invited me into a room, you know, and, you know, to, for my birthday. And my family, my brother, my relative was up there. And we had a nice lunch, and at the end of the lunch, my father said, we know about your faith, and we're going to talk about it, and we're not going to get out of this room until we come to a conclusion, which was for me to move on, move out of the Unification Church. Yes. Right. And after we got that, and then, and then after we got, and then, and then, and then comes the Lutheran ministry, where they, uh, they, you know, they called to the Catholic Church, and the Catholic Church had some kind of uh, set up an education and they in, uh, brought in a Lutheran minister who was a professional or specialist on faith breakout of Unification Church. And, um, and so after a few days, he was invited into this room, which I would not be able to revolve. It was pretty much confined. And so then you were stuck in this room? Yeah. What? They locked you in. Yeah, this is very common experience for us Japanese unification church. Really? Yeah, it's very, I, you know, it's very common. And, and then he will, every day he will come and then he will, we will read Divine Principles Bible. He will talk about the criticism of the theology, of the organization, of the, the leader of the church. And... And after a week, I realized that I can't get out. So I started to kind of play with it. And then they asked if I wanted to meet somebody outside of these people who were there. I mean, I think they were going out and in, but I, I was the only person who was going to leave. I wasn't allowed to get close to the windows because we were in seven, you know, it was a seventh floor. I didn't know. Maybe I, I, I wasn't supposed to see. And um, as you Anyway, it's a long story, but then I asked a Catholic priest to come in and he made a pat mass for me. And so all these people, my, my aunt, nun, this priest that I respected, a Lutheran priest, they all knew where, what, what was happening to me, meaning that I was locked up in a room with family. And these families were, my family, family members were educated by the, the specialist Lutheran on cults, Lutheran minister, specialist of cult on how evil this unification church was and how great I was and I was not, I was, I had no ability to make my own decisions. They call so-called mind So I 
I kind of, and it, it, it really helped me to really pray and, you know, develop my relationship with God and, and Jesus. But after a while, I re- discovered that th- there's no way out from the others out of winning. Yeah. So I have to, I have to kind of develop my, I, I had to pretend that I was losing faith. I never said I lost faith. I said I would leave the organization because organization is one thing. I don't really care so much. It's just an organization. And so I will talk to them that, I, you know, I realize the problem is I will leave the organization. It's not out of my intent, but I never denied my faith. But then after more than a month, maybe 40 days, everybody gets tired, right? And then, and then, um, you know, and then they accept my statements I had to write. And I have to also write my friends who had faith in, in the university. Wow. So that these ministers can go after them as well and tell their parents what's going on with these children. But this was pretty much a standard procedure for, for many of our friends. And I couldn't sell my friends, so I kind of lied their names. So that was, that, that's what happened to me. How long? 40 years. How long ago was that? Days. That was, I'm 50 right now, and that happened to me when I was 21. Wow. And the biggest problem was not being, and, and other people had kidnapping issue. I think somebody's going to speak, yes, of moral, that they were sent to a, uh, what do you call it, mental institution. And, and then I have a friend who was really physically confined for 12 years. But, you know, police will not help us. This is a family matter, family issue. You know, it's, it's not something for police to come in. It's, you know, this is a Japanese situation. I mean, to be honest with you, this is not domestic violence from my point of view. But with Japan, family is more important than the law, maybe. Right. So, yeah. And, and many of them, I think they really got discouraged and they, they were uh, introduced to lawyers so that they will start suing the church and so forth. And I ended up, I, I stayed low until my graduation because on campus they might grab me again. So I waited until graduation and I came out, I, I came out to my parents that I, I'm, I, I still have my faith and I want to continue my faith. The, the biggest issue is not physically co- being confined, but the fact that these specialists educate your parents. Yes. That your children are, you know, are messed up, have no, there's no ability to make decisions, and there is no way of communicating with your children unless you physically lock them up and, and you know, and do that. So that... The, the worst thing that happened was not the experience itself of being on fine, but having this, they didn't just try to break faith, but they tried to break your heart, relationship, love relationship with your parents. That's very sad. So what has your relationship with your parents been like since then? Or do you have no relationship with them? It, about 20 years to go, for me to go back home. I have my, you know, I get married, I get children, right? But then I did no idea, I had no idea if they were alive or not. Mm-hmm. You know, I would Google my parents' name, and my father was teaching in school, so I would know that he was alive. My mother was not online, so, I mean, her name was not online, so I didn't know if she was alive. My biggest fear was that I would miss their funeral. Yes. Why well, I would have no way, I mean, like, 
I would miss their funeral by years. Mm -hmm. That was my biggest fear. But then as my kids grew up, I realized it was not healthy for my kids to not know anything about their grandparents. So yeah, it took some courage. It took some procedure because I also had PTSD and so forth. Yes. But uh, my kids helped me. And you should talk to that guy. He was sent to milk uh, Mendelssohn. Um, so it is fully made. But, um, yeah, anyway, right now we're good. We can have dinner together and my kids are, you know, communicating with my parents, but it took a while, like 21 years. Wow. And, but we don't want to talk about this. Yeah. Have your parents apologized for what they did? No, 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 they did not. They don't think, they don't realize that they made a mistake. I, I, I mean, they, they realized it didn't work, but then when I explained to them that it was not the right method, yeah, they still, my father would say, what are you talking about? My mother would be like, you know, she's trying to be mothery, but I don't think they understand that it was wrong. Well, there can't be many Catholics in, in Japan, right? No, not so much. And not many Lutherans. Not so much. And so they, in, in that context, they chose to be Catholic. And the Lutherans chose to be Lutherans. And right. It's amazing to me that they didn't allow you that same freedom of choice. Well, yeah, because I, I know that my parents had difficulty, you know, getting married in a Catholic way mm -hmm. because at least my mother's father hated the Christianity. But I don't know. It's just, it's just this, there is a community in Japan that it, it's, it's a profession. There, there's a group of professionals who does this. If all dingy get chipped, and on here, check with me because he needs to have more of our superior. And not every time there's negativity in the media about unification church or any cult, it really brings back that memory to me, but also to my parents. Mm -hmm. So, and it's it's so okay big to you know kind of accuse if there's any. Yes, it's It's okay to talk about social actions, but when they're denying the whole, you know, these people have no mind to think, won't make decisions, and it's just, it's just all these leaders are controlling everybody, and we have no mind of our own, and or this spirituality of the faith is just so crazy, it doesn't make sense. But dehumanizing us, it, it really doesn't help us. Yeah, well, when you had to listen to them, and repeat back what they wanted you to say. Did that strengthen your faith? That was that you were able to to listen to what they wanted you to believe and God works in a mysterious way. Yeah. That whenever they're talking and we have a debate, somehow it ends up like they're kind of debating against themselves. So they, they you know, there's there's some kind of proof or some kind of saying in the Bible that contradicts what they were saying. So I never, I, I had ne my faith was never really challenged. It was more reconfirmed. Yeah. It was my heart that was broken because it was, you know, I really love my parents. I, I, I respect my parents. I love my parents. And those are the people who are actually kind of violating my heart, my spirit. And they decided so. It's not, you know, they don't, these professionals don't come in. They use the parents the one that you love the most to violate your faith, your spirit, the most important part. You're like, 
you have to choose your your relationship with God and your re- relationship with your parents. Yeah. And like, we can't talk it over. We, I have no option. So, and as I said, it's pretty common in Japan. I mean, for us Unification Church members, that it's not difficult to meet. Let's say we have 10, 20 Japanese members. At least you will find about no less than seven out of 20 who have the experience. If you're first generation, if you're born in it, that's a different story. That's amazing. Like, so, yeah, and, and most of the people who come to port to sue the Unification Church uh, went through this process. Yes. So they're professionally um, nurtured, mm-hmm. raised. Are there other religious groups that are being targeted by the uh, cult breakers, or is it mainly just the Unification Church? I don't know. I think there are a few with um, Jehovah's Witnesses. Okay, I'll talk. I have I am part on there, but... but I think because these people were in commit um because we're so we're very active with uh anti communist activities mm-hmm. in in Japan that we are very we were very active in Japan. So I think there were some kind of interest groups with connected to the Japanese Communist Party and, and other other people. They kinda of specifically strategically attacked us because they wanted to but I haven't heard other religions so much. Uh, I'm sure there is, but I do know that there are a few from Jehovah's Witnesses, and they had they went in the court case and somehow they stopped. Yeah, that's fine. But the methodology has changed. But fundamentally, it's still the same. Methodology of because there were people actually being kidnapped, like grabbed in the street and put in a car, or sent to a mental institution without any, you know, medical proper procedure and such. We don't have that anymore. But still, I think there is a more clever way of approaching it. And what's happening in Japan is that, anyway, that, that's, what, that's what happened, especially in the night. And then, it's like better someone saw them out. And so now they're wiser, they don't do that. And so, yeah. so what kind of a situation are members of the Unification Church facing in Japan now? I think, um, First generation, second generation, it doesn't really matter. It's very difficult to recant. Yeah. Well, I guess in English, you call it ostracized. Yes. Um, yeah. You lose jobs, you can't rent homes. Uh, if you're, you know, if you're, if you're openly associated with the Imagination Church, mm-hmm. uh, and you can I get talk about your faith or your background or how your mother your parents married because, you know, we have special ways of getting married. Yes, sir. You can't talk about that in school or our kids can't talk about that in school. Not testing stories around at a spot for talking. So, yeah, oh, you lose business or you lose it all. You did it about you and you lose your dignity, I think. Yeah. I'm going to make sure you have a need. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what to say. I'm sorry. No, you've en- endured a lot because of your faith. Uh, is your wife also from Japan? Yes. Yes. And uh, you were uh, paired by the church? Yes. We call it, we were matched. By matched. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. 
uh, you know, like every family, every our, our couples are not perfect, you know, they go through stuff, mm -hmm. you go through stuff. And you know, there are some that couldn't, you know, overcome some problem. Right. I think also the word, we think we're happy. And of course we have some ceremonies, you know, or traditions that we have at our homes that may not, it's, you know, out to me in other homes of Japan, but uh, that's and all more people, you know, we go to school. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like we do community services. Yes. We try to make the world a better place. We try to make the persons we're talking to, you know, yeah, better about themselves. Yeah, well, you guys believe that family is very important, or it's the most important thing. Yes, yes. And having gone to... We believe that having God in our families, yeah, you know, is very important. You know. And so it must be, I don't you've, you've just, you've gone through so much. I really, I, I appreciate you telling me your story. I've never heard anything like it. And you've, you've really been through so much. It's really yeah, amazing. Yeah, this is not China. You can't yeah. believe yeah, does the, does the government just turn a blind eye to what the Communist Party is doing? Well, Communist Party is not directly doing this. Okay, first of all. And that uh, the government that has monitor, uh, does monitor these Communist Party because they've been violent before. Yeah. Uh, but so it's like more, it becomes, it became more like a movement than a party. Okay. A different level of leftists, I guess. Yeah. And there's some kind of industry involved, I think, because, you know, we pay money. And my parents paid my, a lot of money to save me out of this calling. And once, if I, before they are successful, I can become a plaintiff against the church to sue them so to get more money. Wow. So it's this, this whole industry of the yeah, and the problem was the church did pay for it, you know, if they were asked they would pay. I think other religion didn't pay at all, but we would pay, you know, if you know, of all the donations, the refunds of the donations that we made. Really? Yeah, yeah, they do that. Yeah, the Christian church is very unique and and, it may, and maybe that is a problem. Yeah, I've never heard of anything like that. That's amazing. Yeah. So yeah, and there we are. Yes. And right now, after Abe's assassination, because the assassin had a problem with the Unification Church, now the assassin is is, is a hero by the leftists. And he's like the completely national hero by the leftists. And we are condemned. And anybody who is associated with the Unification Church is condemned every us. Yeah, the, in the uh, in the diets, in the in the media, and on the street, you know, in schools. Wow, it's tough. That sounds very challenging. I think it's very tough for kids. One more question: How are your kids affected by this? My kids are, I think, even born. He's not visible. Yes, okay, because they have a home. Like, and you know, parents that we've not like in grief are. Uh, I think kids are okay. Like adolescents, like middle school, high school, and and college. I think they are really affected, you know, because they have to listen to their peers, and they have identity crisis. Um, right. 
And um, I think it's very difficult for them to, because the media is really pouring them everything. And then if they're found, I mean, they're very afraid to, if they're not, if they haven't announced their faith yet, they're very afraid every day. If their friends find about, you know, if their best friends realize, realize that you're in education church, yeah. or your best friend's parent realize that you're in education, that, that's like they're always kind of, kind of hiding their identity there. Or they don't want to talk about God, they don't want to talk about anything religious um, uh, because they are afraid of losing any situation. And, and if they're looking for a job or career, it's also, I think they also fear. Yes. So what do you tell them to encourage them? And you feel that damned guy. I don't <laughs> because the world is really, society in Japan is really tough. I mean, I do yeah. business, but go to the um, Personal relationships are fine. Bye. You know, I do business and my, 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 the people I work with outside of my company, you know, they'll work fine because they know me. But their boss or their company's board members would not know anything about me. So right. they find out that if there's any affiliation, you know, it just got uncut. Yeah. So, and they wake up. I don't know what to tell them because I would like to tell them to be proud about themselves and what they believe in. But that takes a lot of sacrifice, socially, economically, economic and relationship-wise, friendship. It's, it's a lot at stake for our kids. I can't tell them. I can't just simply tell that oh, sacrifice is hard. I, I, because it's it, it's many thought. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing that with me, Sam. I really appreciate it. You know. Uh, do you have any thoughts on this, John? Oh, well, you know, it, it was such a great interview because apostasy is such a big, or a big, it's a term that's really slung around in in the earth movement you know and uh it's anchored generally in the idea of leaving islam that's generally how it's thrown around because we talked i think in the previous uh three uh recordings we talked about uh uh you know predatory proselytizing and coercive conversion. And then we talked a little bit about how apostasy, we tried, we, we, we danced around the issue of apostasy. And so his, his family, first of all, it's fantastic how you were just able to have this conversation because it's just an interesting faith journey. And we talked in a previous podcast, we talked about uh, with, uh, with, with Shino, she was, who worked with, who was, a, a part of my staff at the, uh, Center for Islam and Religious Freedom and, uh, and Shino, uh, Yokosuka and she, uh, she's, she left Shintoism to become a Christian, although it escapes me what type of Christian she became, but, um, I mean, Here's a, a guy, Sam, whose family is a pot. They're apostate. They're Catholic. So they left Shintoism. And then he's an apostate of an apostate, which and has become a, you know, the Unification Church. But this, 
the, the story. I mean, how horrendous this isolation and how it's a business <laughs> in Japan. Now, admittedly, you know, it seems very Japanese. <laughs> you know, the, the idea of, because we all know about, you know, Perry's Flea. We all know about how Japan evolved as from being a, you know, a, a steeped in tradition in Bushido and, you know, the five rings of Moshimoto and all this stuff. So, and then all of a sudden, America sort of edges into and uh, Japan that leads to, you know, uh, the sort of heightened Japanese imperialism and then World War II and the Axis powers and all this other business. So I can imagine that the holding on to tradition in Japan is, and, and I've been there quite a few times, so I can only imagine how on a family level it must, it must rip, let's just rock the core. Mm -hmm. Not that it's any different. If I mean, that I mean, in other, you know, in the Western, in, in America, or here or there, or whatever it is. But Japan wasn't founded on religious freedom, right? So, and the cultural <clears throat> preservation that has happened over the the, the 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 history, you know, we talk about the fending off of China, the fending off of Korea, the fending off of the Mongols, the fending off of all these different things, uh, Russia, you know, they're, they're, it's an island mentality, you know, so, and the geography of Japan is, is, is I think, a core element in that as well as, as well as some of their way in which they uh, receive maintaining identity, the identity of the collective, but your interview is, is, you know, just being able to, to harness really the core of earth is, it was, is, I think, profound and amazing. And Sam's story of being locked away because he's in a, for, for 40 days by a conversionary business who basically, you know, appealed to his parents and said, look, in order to preserve your identity, we need to do this. And then they're like, yeah, let's do it mm -hmm. um, because it's for the health of the family. And to this day, you know, he didn't talk with them for like 25 or 28 years or something. And then all of a sudden he circles back when he has kids and they're like, yeah, we were, we were still right in doing it, you know? Right. Or something. Yeah. Which means that he's actually making a sacrifice just by reconnecting with his family as well. So it's, it's almost in certain ways, a no win scenario for him where a family, you know, ha having that connection with family and allowing his kids to know their grandparents and stuff like that is important enough to him to reconnect with a family that is in no way repentant for the actions that they took. I think it's very difficult to have that lens of, of what a Japanese family would have, you know, how they would perceive something like this because you know there's a you know shame is a big part of the, the cultural element you know honor yes so i don't in dishonoring the parents or dishonoring tradition so you know waving into that i mean in, in african culture it's called azat and so the idea with which is like drilled into me the idea of of honor mm -hmm. and that's something that's it's i think it's very difficult for a western american mind 
to, to grasp what that is. It's just very foreign to us. Yeah, it's different than like duty on our country. It's mm-hmm. very different than that. It's close, but it's very different. The idea of this, you know, this 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 cultural DNA that that lives in you, uh-huh. and you're essentially just strangling it out. Uh-huh. Uh, and so I think which which and there's no separation in a, in a family from a family to to a tribe to a culture who's been under siege for so long in Afghan culture, you know? Mm-hmm. So I would think in a Jap- from a Japanese perspective, and I've never sort of delved into this, although we did talk to Shinel a little bit about this and the idea of this, like how pervasive Shintoism is, like, because it's, it's, part, it's, it's part of the DNA of the Japanese identity. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, she talked about these struggles and, and what came out of that podcast was, or that interview was none of this is known or, or there's no attention put on it and there's no assistance. Mm-hmm. And so we came out, we kind of like walked through it and said, well, why? And we were, cause certainly Japan's not a Western country, right? So we know there's a kind of lens when it comes to looking at sort of Western countries in Europe, when it comes to religious freedom, but the idea that sort of no one really understands it and Japan can sort of gets a pass on it. So there's like these persecuted peoples floating around Japan and no one, no one really knows how to address it. Mm-hmm. It's certainly not a theme in, in the earth summit, you know, right. Heavily focused in India, you know, in the middle East, you know, uh, uh, the subcontinent Africa. Yeah. Right. Which, you know, could be, I was thinking about that as a, as a, when I was coming out of this because it sort of reminded me of the the previous interview and I I go, you know, is it? I sound like a leftist here when I say that. Is it like a neo-colonial thing? Yeah. When I went to the Family Federation's presentation table at the Earth Summit, the opening line uh, that the uh, the lady at the table gave me when I was kind of perusing the materials was something like. Did you know that there's religious persecution in Japan? <laughs> I was like, no, I had no idea that there was religious persecution in Japan. Tell me about it. Yeah. And uh, so that's what led to this interview. I mean, I can imagine. I mean, I, 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 I can imagine there being quite a bit of, uh, you know, you know, you, you, I've, you know, we watch. I watch a lot of those the samurai movies and and uh, and the old ones, you know. So and then and, and so the. I can imagine it's there's so little tolerance of anything that's out of order, <laughs> like anything, you know, you know, whereas like if you look at, at you know, China is a little bit different because when it, when it comes to their Kung Fu movies, it's it's always a, a, a crazy bag of tricks with a lot of movement. So you, it's, but it's it's not focused on plot. But 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 some of these Japanese old Japanese movies really do focus on if something is out of place, it's wrong and therefore needs to be dealt with yeah well i, I mean I, I would love to have a a longer conversation with sam someday and talk more about how did his family find catholicism what it was like because his his family as as we touched on in a very real way was living out of sync with standard japanese culture by being catholics and they called in uh, a lutheran yeah. cult breaker 
So, you know, it's one religious minority um, calling for help from not only another religious minority, but really a fractious religious minority. I mean, the Lutherans represent uh, the breaking away from the Catholic Church, right. but they, they had their, their essential Christianity enough in common, or just simply the services that the, the cult breaker provided to, to bind them together in that instance and as a unified force against Sam. Um, I've, I've heard of cult breakers in other contexts. And frankly, typically when I hear about it, the context in which it's presented makes the code breaking or the code breaker, the, the sympathetic cult. player, uh, sorry, cult, uh, cult breaker. Uh, sorry about that. Makes the cult breaker, the sympathetic force in, in the sense that this person has joined, um, a dangerous and anomalous group and the cult breaker is responsible for restoring them to sanity and bringing them back into normality, back into relationship with their family, all these different things. And so that's presented as a positive thing. And so what I really appreciated about this interview is it gave me the opportunity to see that dynamic from the other side. Yeah. And, uh, I'll always value that. Well, and this, he talked, you know, about the strengthening of his faith as a result of this. Yeah. And sort of, and I mean, he's working for the church now. Yep. So, uh, so he's, he's really, you know, it's fortified and talked about his faith. And he, he made this distinction about he was able to get out of this sort of, uh, this 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 cult breaking by saying he's going to leave the organization, but he never said he left his faith. Right. So, which was he was making that distinction, which was interesting. Um, how he sort of couched, you know, what he would say and how he would say it and how he would unpack it, um, so that he would be able to sort of gain his freedom. But he talked about some guy, some guy that was in prison for twelve years by his family. Yeah, uh, there was another uh, person that he mentioned that was put in a uh, mental institution um, simply because he was a member of this group. And uh, unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to interview him. I would have liked that. Uh, but, you know, we'll reach out to the Unification Church again and see if we can line up any more interviews. Uh, having gotten a little glimpse inside of Sam's world, I'm definitely curious to learn more. Um, yeah, well, I think, you know, and, and, I, and I've sort of... You know, this was your first star summit, and then you know we kind of going out on on these sort of forays to. I mean, the the, the money at the on the at the Earth Summit is are the tables of persecuted peoples who are there with the issues, mm -hmm. and so you know there, there's we're going to have over this next month you you know your interviews with those tables and the people, and and they're they're very much like this the idea of just engaging these these individuals who were willing not only willing to share what's going on with their faith community but their, their personal stories and so it's an amazing way in which to engage at the summit and with having the two of us there so while i'm over here you're over there and, and kind of making sure that we provide the appropriate attention to these, these persecuted groups and then we can we're also going to start following up with some of these people, but also pursuing the different faiths and their and their stories when it comes to apostasy. Yes, 
Yeah, there were a lot of good inroads here, and we look forward to continuing to explore them. The apostate series. Yeah. You just want to say the word apostate. Well, we could, you know, here's... Normally, it's so... It's so out there. Um, maybe it's worthwhile just to... So, when I, when I hear apostasy, or I hear apostate, or, or apostate, generally it means somebody leaving Islam in the earth movement, generally. We don't really talk about sort of the intra-Christian, intra-faiths, and then also sort of the, you know, the, the faiths that are, you know, the, 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 the faiths that, that are throughout Asia. And so it was an interesting catch, an interesting grab for, to, to talk, to, to hit someone who comes from a culturally Japanese background whose family's Catholic, who's, who, who are apostates, and then, and then he's an apostate to the, the Unification Church, and then they're using a third-party apostate, a Lutheran. It's really... Yeah, I mean, it's... I, I thought it was a very... I, I, I don't know what the, you know, the mathematic... The, 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 it's mathematically uh, profound, you know, that you... This, this, yeah. Can uh, we can we co coin the phrase metapostasy? That metapostasy, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's that's. I, I'm a metapostate. Yeah, yeah. You know, Good. So, you know, <laughs> I think it's fantastic. So, um, and and we know we know that this exists, and so I, you know, I don't focus on that. It's not a focus area. It's part of the Earth world. It's part of, you know, religious freedom. But it was an interesting grab. Um, um, and we do have an interview of an apostate from from Islam as well, uh, but uh, but it was it, it, it shared their their faith journey with you. So, um, but but I think it was just an interesting grab, and and it it speaks to like I said our previous recording about Mishino and her her thing. So yeah, and what she went through. So but I but you know I hope everybody enjoyed the interview, and and like I said, we're, we'll we'll circle back on this as we as we investigate some of the other apostasy cases we come across. Excellent. Thanks, John.